We know there's so many benefits to working out during pregnancy and postpartum. There's tons of benefits to baby when you work out. So they're easier to like get themselves to self-soothe as babies, even a whole year out. Babies have better APGAR scores. So an APGAR score is how healthy the baby is when it comes out. Their IQ scores are higher in moms that work out during pregnancy. There's so many benefits. I'm going over the baby benefits because if I go over the mom benefits, people just don't listen or care. So we'll go over the baby benefits and that will make you work out. (laughs) We never on expecting and empowered do before and after pictures. And that's very intentional. We would sell so much more stuff if we did. If we literally wanted to dilute people's brains, we would sell, we would post them. We don't do that because literally this is not a bounce back culture. Your body should, is never intended to like get right back to the way it was before. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming back to the Hey Shayla podcast today. I have Crystal from Expecting and Empowered, and I am super geeked to have her, A, because she's just full of information, and B, because she's funny. (laughs) Who wants to intake all this boring information without a little humor, right? Well, and that's the thing is you do all these like sex reels and all like, oh, how to have sex after, and I'm like, she is just playing with this blow. Okay, that's not what this, we're going to start with the intro, Crystal, hang on. (laughs) So Crystal is a women's health health physical therapist, and she runs with her sister, Expecting and Empowered, which is a pregnancy and postpartum workout guide. And so we're going to get into all of this because, well, when you guys reached out to me initially, I was like, pelvic floor, what is, I mean, I know kind of what that is, but like, what does that matter with pregnancy? And I just, so I'm going to ask all these questions that I feel like some women are like, I I'm glad you're asking that because I have no idea. And other women are like, Shayla, what? You don't know what these things are? Come on. So- your, your audience is so granola. I can feel the crunch coming out of the microphone. <laughs> so they are down with pelvic floor. Maybe you didn't know, but these ladies know. I didn't know. I had no, I mean, I know what it is, but I just didn't really understand why it's important. And it, and it can be too strong. Like you're trying to do all these kegels. Yes. Yeah. Keg. I always say kegels. Is it tomato, tomato, or is it kegels? Tomato, tomato. Okay. Really. Well, then, Anybody yeah. you talk to is going to say it a different way. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about your background with women's health, physical therapy. That's right. That's what it's called. Yes. Specifically. Yes. So yes. tell me about that. And like, what does every pregnant woman need to go see you and, or what? I don't know. I don't know. Totally. Okay. So <laughs> I went to school for physical therapy. I have studied in orthopedics and women's health. I literally 
only took the women's holds course because I was like, I want to know what happens to my body during pregnancy. I like really wanted to get pregnant eventually. And I selfishly took it. No sense of the form was I like, I am going to be in women's vaginas, looking at vaginas, helping vaginas and X, Y, and Z that go along with that. Yeah, I just want to know about my vagina. I want to know about my vagina. Yeah. I but then every day of the course, I was like jaw drop, like, oh my God, what? This happens to people? What? And I was like, people just aren't getting the information that they need to make informed healthcare decisions Mm. about their own body. So what happens in pregnancy and postpartum, I feel like often is women are like literally helpless after they go through this, picking up the pieces. There can be all kinds of different issues with the pelvic floor and other areas. So diastasis recti, um, prolapse, which is when your organs start to come out of the vaginal wall, What hemorrhoids can happen. No, those can definitely, we can reduce those if we know how to manage pressures and stuff. So every day I would go to this course. I'm like, I just like, don't understand how people aren't getting this information so that they can make their own choices. Yeah. So then when Amy asked me to start expecting empowered, I was like, Oh heck yes. I feel like we're on like a mission to help people. Cause I was only seeing people clinically, you know, I mean, maybe eight, 10 a day, your reach is so small. So I feel like it's been so much fun to like, be able to educate people about all these different areas. And your question about if everybody should see one, I definitely think if you've been through pregnancy and postpartum, you need to see a women's health physical therapist, but the research also shows that often women have pelvic floor dysfunction without even having children. So for example, 30% of athletic elite college athletes had urinary stress incontinence. So that means there's some kind of dysfunction in the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor will let us know when there's dysfunction. It could look like a lot of pressure in that area. Even during pregnancy, people think that that pressure down there is normal. And I, you can have a little bit of pressure, but a lot of pressure down there is actually not normal during pregnancy. If we know how to control our abdominal contents. Well, another sign during pregnancy that we're not doing things the way that should be done is any leaking. So even if you cough, laugh, or sneeze, and you have a drop of urine, come on. No, come on. No, that's not, (laughs) not fully functional pelvic floor. And so we need, because what what uh, happens is if you do that during pregnancy, that's like a yellow flag warning sign to your body, like, hey, there's something wrong here. Those women, they did this really cool study where 15 years later, um, if you had that during pregnancy, you like doubled or tripled your risk of having urinary stress incontinence 15 years later in life. So like the people that have that, also, as we age, our body, our whole body freaking ages on us. So every muscle, every organ like slowly loses its luster as we age. So during pregnancy and postpartum, I think it's just really important to keep this stuff how it should be kept just right um, so that we can age gracefully without a depends. Yeah. Without a defense. Right. I'm worried about face cream and you're like, yo, your pelvic floor, you should be, you don't want to be wearing <laughs> depends. What? what do you, if I come to you postpart, like, okay, I've had a daughter, I'm pregnant now with a second kid. What are you going to do? What do we do? Oh my God. So much. It's so fun. So what you really do is go through the whole assessment. I'm literally judging you from the second you walk in the door, how you're sitting, how you move into the back of my room. So PTs are amazing at looking at movement patterns. I think so much of 
women's health physical therapy too gets isolated on the pelvic floor, but our pelvic floor is buddies with everything else around it. So for example, our glute on one side and our lat on the other side help um, force closure over that pelvic floor area. Same with the ab on one side and the groin on the other. So it works with so many different little parts and pieces. So say for example, too, like um, your baby was just hanging out in your like left rib cage and it would not get out of the left rib cage. Well, all of a sudden you might have a tremendous amount of dysfunction here that affects the abs, which also affects what? how you manage pressure in the pelvic floor. So when I think of the core as a physical therapist, I think about the abs, the back, your pelvic floor and your diaphragm, that thing has to be working like a pistoning system altogether. If one of the pieces are messed up, you might as well literally have I'm trying to think of an analogy on the fly. That's what I always do with patients. This one's not going so well, but it's like, literally you can't mess up one of the pieces. It's like a cog wheel. So if you stick like this stick into the cog wheel, if one of them's messed up, the cog wheel like does not keep going. So right. same thing with the pelvic floor, the pelvic floor works with all those areas. So often too, people are so nervous to come to women's health, physical therapist. Yeah. First of all, the vagina is like a snowflake. They're all beautiful and unique in their own way. Literally, I'm that, like the, the pelvic floor are muscles. It's a base and a muscle on the bottom side of our pelvis. So it's just like a muscle, just like our bicep. I treat biceps all the time. I treat hamstrings all the time. It's just a muscle. And somebody that really understands that anatomy that way should make you feel super comfortable. I could literally be eating a sandwich with one finger up somebody's vagina and feel completely comfortable. Or when they give me like a nice contraction, I'm like, oh, dang girl. Girl, this is like amazing, you know? So yeah, making it's like a good flex in the bicep. It's literally just one piece of the assessment tool that I'll use as a women's health PT. So when we do the internal exam, if that's necessary, we're just looking at how the muscle, how much flexibility I have and how much it can relax. Because somebody that's leaking urine, you would think, oh wow, what a weak vag. Yeah. But no, it could be totally the opposite. They could have too tight of a badge and there's not any give in the system. Like how I was talking about that ah. system. As I inhale in, my pelvic floor should relax automatically. As I exhale, pelvic floor contracts and I expel air. So it's just this nice, beautiful rhythmic way. You're a traveler. You like the ocean. It's like the ocean in and out, in and out, in and out. <laughs> pelvic floor on, pelvic floor off. And it happens automatically if we let it, but- but well, yeah. so that's, I mean, we're going to get into expecting and empowered later, but I know in those workouts, it's a lot of, there's a lot of kegels where you contract, but then there's also where you bear down and you kind of like push out and relax. Yeah. And at first actually, I was like, what? During labor and delivery, the pelvic floor needs to be able to get out of the way. That's how we're going to reduce tears. That's how we're going to reduce the significance of prolapse that happens in that short amount of time during labor and delivery. That reduces your baby getting stuck. Like if babies get stuck at a certain level, knowing how to shift your pelvis or move and allowing the pelvic floor to relax. Often when people go in and they really want an unmedicated birth, one of the things that they typically will run into is the amount of pain that they're dealing with. 
and your body like naturally like wants to like kind of seize up on you, like tighten up, but really visualizing and being able to allow your pelvic floor to get out of the way. Cause the uterus is what's pushing baby out. The uterus should expel the baby kind of on its own, but yeah. we can create a roadblock though if our pelvic floor is too tight. And often that does happen in pregnancy. Cause if you think about it, you know, those like cute little stickers where it's like this baby is the size of a pumpkin. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, how's this thing going to come out of my vagina? But yeah. then it does. But as it's the size of the pumpkin though, it's also placing pressure down on our pelvic floor. So if you don't have a nice functional pelvic floor, our body is so smart. It will literally just tighten up because it's like, I got to support all this weight going down. But then when you head into labor and delivery, if we got a tight veggie, we got a roadblock for baby to come out of. So then too, I love seeing my women in their pregnancy because we'll go through and I'll check their hip mobility because that's an important piece too to getting your pelvic floor to relax and I'll check their pelvic floor and we'll do a bunch of stretching before they go in for labor and delivery. So how do you find a like women's health physical therapy? Can you just Google that in your city? Yeah, you could. I like my two favorite ways, honestly, that social media is so powerful now and you can use it to your advantage. So on Facebook, Often you could just like in a local mom group that you're a part of, like, hey, I'm interested in seeing women's uh, health physical therapists. You're gonna see the same name come up all the time. You yeah. know, like when people do that around here, we get tagged all the time. Yeah. And then the other way to find one would be on APTA.org. There's a PT locator and there's a drop down that says women's health physical therapist. Sweet. Cool. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you did talk about the pelvic floor. It's a bunch of muscles at the bottom. And so during pregnancy, are you helping them also figure out how to relax those muscles? Yes. And also we can be doing that though, by strengthening other muscles of our body. So for example, if our backs are nice and strong during pregnancy, like, and that we don't have people love to like accentuate the bump. And so they yeah. push it out like this, Yeah, especially now. And then, so if our back muscles are strong during pregnancy, that pulls baby up and over our pelvis more. So then now our system's working automatically instead of, instead of having to think so hard about working, if that makes sense. So yeah. if I strengthen other pieces of that canister and, or like wow. upper back strength, if you're carrying your toddler around, have yep. it, has it not felt weird to like be pregnant and carry your toddler because you like get in like awkward positions with them. But I love to say at E&E, like stack your shit. But if we stack our ribs over our pelvis, that's going to make everything work like better together. That's why it's so important to, to like treat everything out, not just the pelvic floor. Cause the pelvic floor is like your friend that is always there to pick up the pieces. Like she wants to bring you a casserole over. She wants to bring you Starbucks and you're like, literally you're falling apart. Why don't you help yourself? That's what our pelvic floor does for our body though. It will pick up the pieces for other people because it has to, but it will literally get wrecked in the process. That is insane. So it's more than just the pelvic floor. It's the whole core essentially. To It's your whole body, literally head to toe. All right, we're going to talk about probiotics. Love bug probiotics specifically. I took these probiotics all through pregnancy, all postpartum, and now I'm giving them to my toddler as she's more on solids and less on breast milk. During pregnancy, it helps my gut biome, 
It helps seed the gut biome for my baby. And we know that a healthy gut contributes to a healthy immune system. You can take their prenatal probiotics right along with your prenatal vitamins. And they have a subscription option. So you can just get them delivered to you exactly when you run out. I do not like subscription things, but I love them for my vitamins so that I never have to run out. I have an affiliate code, hey Shayla, for 15% off. I hope you love them. Let's get back to it. Now I'm also becoming this like, okay, so when I started PT, like I was like so mechanical. We got a young PT over here. She's the bomb, but she reminds me of myself. She's like so mechanical. Like the joint has to be just right before I can crack this person's back or like X, Y, Z. And then when I started MPT in the women's health segment, there's like these voodoo chicks in the there and they're talking about like energy plus hormones plus the physical therapy, mechanical stuff. Yeah. And now that I'm an older PT, I'm like becoming the weird voodoo PT. I'm like, your pelvis is also off though, because our pelvis is an energy center for work and play. I can tell you're a worker. You literally love working. So for people like you and me, it's really hard to slow down and do silly toddler tasks because we like can't play. So when that center is off and we're not balancing work and play, give and receive, our pelvis can be off too. Stop. I love that. (laughs) Mind blowing, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I love that. Your right hip is tight. You need to chill and start like start playing more, relaxing more. It's hard to do. It is hard to do. Well, even, I mean, even just Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I mean, everything you said will probably resonate with my audience and even me. I'm like, yeah, of course the energy affects the muscles and you store, um, emotions in your hips and that's going to be something different. (laughs) So, so yeah. Um, so working out. So what I like about expecting empowered, and I say this all the time is that it does do the, um, pelvic floor stuff, which is something that I, well, I don't know. I haven't done any other workout programs for pregnancy and postpartum, but I feel like that's not super common where you get the, the pelvic floor, but then you also get workouts. And what I love about it is it's safe. It's like per week. So, okay, now we're going to stop doing things on your back or now we're going to start doing symmetrical squats or lunges, depending on where you are in your pregnancy. And like, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to do any of that. I just have to follow the guide, (laughs) but a lot of people, especially postpartum, we're like, Oh, well, no, the whole thing working out during pregnancy, working out postpartum, people are either like, that's you're a terrible mother for working out during pregnancy. And I'm like, Excuse oh my me? God. We know there's so many benefits to working out during pregnancy and postpartum. So not only like your mental and emotional health, yeah. um, anxiety, depression are much less in people that work out. Do you know too, like there's tons of benefits to baby when you work out. So they're easier to like get themselves to self-soothe what? as babies, even a whole year out. Yes. Cause too, if you think about it, that's also a way that mom's probably down-regulating her nervous system, up-regulating the nervous system. So she knows a healthy way. So like the fetus will feel that when mom, even when they're not in utero. Um, so yeah. There's that babies have better APGAR scores. So an APGAR score is how healthy the baby is when it comes out of you. So there's less problems with that in the very beginning. Um, their IQ scores are higher 
and moms that work out during pregnancy, there's so many benefits. I'm going over the baby benefits because if I go over the mom benefits, people just don't listen or care. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so we'll go over the baby benefits and that will make you work out. It does. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm tired. It'll be fine. I'll just figure it out. But oh, this is going to help my baby. All right. I'll get up. Like science shows too. I feel like I'm always used to like always be tired, but literally science shows you if you work out, you'll feel like bursts of energy. Yeah. Somebody actually, a friend of mine just said that because I mean, first trimester, I was like, no, I can't like, I would, I gave myself so much grace. I was like, I, I walked today around the, and that is good though. Cause too, I like to think about reframing your mindset completely during pregnancy and postpartum workouts. Um, because you need to. So literally I think about when we are in, especially in the postpartum period, these exercise snacks. So instead of maybe our guide, you want to do three times through, maybe if you got through one round, who cares literally, but in an athletic mindset, that is so hard to reset, to hit the control delete button and reset that because like you think, Oh, it's not working out unless it's Mm -hmm. 40 minutes or more. Or like it needs to be intense or like crazy, but we need to reset the mindset. So like exercise snacks, the goal is healthy habits all the time. So like getting movement in, eating well and doing that the majority of the time, instead of this like culture where we're like taught women, we never on expecting and empowered do before and after pictures. And that's very intentional for a reason. Interesting. Because we would sell so much more stuff if we did. If we literally wanted to dilute people's brains, we would sell, we would post them right. so we could sell more stuff. Yeah. But we don't do that because literally this is not a bounce back culture. Your body should is never intended to like get right back to the way it was before it takes like years, which is annoying to hear because you always want this simple, tricky, quick thing, right? But it just doesn't work that way. Well, and I think it doesn't work that way if you do it correctly and healthfully, healthily, like if you, (laughs) like, I feel like you could push yourself super hard and like, you guys always talk about, don't start running for a while. And women do that. They get, they're like, okay, six weeks, I got the clearance. I'm going to start lifting. I'm going to start running. I'm going to start doing all these things. And like, you could, but that's not going to be good for your pelvic floor. That's not going to be good for your body. That's right. Totally. And I always think too, people have one chance to heal from pregnancy. So why not just do it right the first time? Cause the long-term gains are going to be so much greater than the short-term benefit. I have tons of patients patients in here in this clinic that like are their kids are 20 and they literally complain of the same stuff since pregnancy. Oh my god. So just like stepping back and knowing what to do and the right things to do is so important, I think. Right. Well and this is what I was gonna say earlier is I have a do you hear her? Yeah. Yeah. I know the babies are like, I'm sorry she's yelling. I'm like, it's a mom podcast. So all I have to say is it's not your kid, it's my kid. (laughs) Don't worry. Um but a friend of mine was like, yeah, I just heard whatever. She follows somebody that says that when she's not feeling like working out, she's like, I set a timer for 10 minutes. I go downstairs. I set the timer for 10 minutes. If after 10 minutes, I'm still not feeling it. I'm stoked that I got 10 minutes in, but usually, right. But usually after 10 minutes, you're in it. You're starting to feel the benefits. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm strong. I'm moving. We're doing this. And, And then she keeps going. But it's like a no pressure, just get started. Cause that's the hardest part is just to get down there and get going. Totally. I yeah. love that type of stealing it. Me too. Yeah. I like it too. Um, okay. So then tell me about the 
the origin of expecting and empowered and how it all got started. Because like you, you'd mentioned, Amy was just like, Hey, let's do this thing. But you guys were pregnant around the time or you had just had babies or. Yeah. So we both had had our first children and then, so we went through a pregnancy and I kind of just like stuck to my regular exercise routine. I thought I'd be like the person that ran until you're like 38 weeks pregnant. I, and if you were to ask me like back then, I really thought I had like such an easy, healthy, like chill pregnancy, but I could only run into 20 weeks because I had pubic synthesis pain that was like debilitating. Like I would literally go on a run and it would feel fine actually when I was running, but then I would go home shower and get out of the shower and literally crawl to the couch. Like this is like my first one. And when I would crawl to the couch, my husband's like, how long are you like going to do this for? I was like, it's fine. It literally doesn't even hurt when I'm doing it. Yeah. What's wrong with like, wait, what is, what does that feel like? Or what is that? Um, pubic synthesis pain. Yeah. So it's the bone in the front of our pelvis. So those bones, when they connect it, like just the biomechanics of actually having the baby in there, there's also hormones relaxing that make the ligaments looser. And then to what happens a lot of women. And I think this is especially what happened to me is you go into pregnancy and everybody thinks they just got a clean freaking slate. Oh no. People have sports injuries. People have fallen downstairs while they've been drunk in college. <laughs> so you're coming into you're coming into this thing with asymmetries galore sometimes uh-huh. or problems. Yeah. And I totally was like a psychotic runner. So I literally just was coming in with a host of problems. But so you my were healthy and happy and perfect. <laughs> I mean, it looked good from the outside, but on my crotch bone, it wasn't feeling so good. They call it lightning crotch. I like to lift my leg up to treat patients on my table. I'm like, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like how it started. And then you, you would think each subsequent pregnancy that would have got worse, but it actually got better when we created E&E, you're rebalancing out the muscles. Like it felt completely different. Or my first pregnancy, I had such insane upper back pain when I would nurse her. I was almost like fearful of like nursing her. Cause I'm like, my back is like already freaking burning. I do not want to go into like one more nursing session. Yeah. And I was like super healthy like as far as like doing exercise, yeah. but just I was doing the wrong stuff. Right. And then my second and third pregnancy, literally like no care in the world, no back pain, no neck pain. So I Once think you had the right stuff to support our body during this time, it can be so impactful. So that's really what our mission was when we created e to make it so user-friendly. We're so busy. Nobody has time to go through and do the freaking programming. So we wanted to give people something you can open up, do, execute, well, not only do they not have the the time, they don't have the knowledge to do the programming. Cause I feel like if you are, even if you're, a, uh, um, fitness professional, yeah, thanks. <laughs> My mom, right. A personal trainer is what I was looking for. <laughs> you're not a personal trainer. You might not know the right things for pregnancy, you know? Right. And so you're like, yeah, there's a, so much information. I'm constantly learning. We change stuff all the time. Amy wants to kill me, but <laughs> But yeah, no. And, and I get little messages from you guys all the time and, or I'll ask a question or something. And the messages I get back are like, they're literally mind blowing. Like the whole, the sim, the symmetry, symmetrical versus asymmetrical in different parts of your pregnancy. Cause like, what is it at the end? You want to do like squats versus lunges. 
Yeah, so at the end, you want to try to do more symmetrical movement. Yeah. Now, as you get closer to birth, we can start to do more asymmetrical movements, but it's just harder to control. If you think about doing like a lunge that's like dynamic, don't you think that's harder than just doing a squat? So then that puts a lot more pressure on your core. Right. Thing. Yeah. So, but I mean, just stuff like that, like that's stuff that you don't even have to think twice about. I just like do whatever you tell me to do. And I'm like, okay, this is good for me. Cause they know what's good for me. <laughs> um, we got your vagina girl. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, and, and then you guys reached out to I me. I want Seth to come in here right now and thank us too. So just so insert the, the audio piece where Seth thanks us too. <laughs> we get messages from husbands all the time, just thanking us so much for <laughs> You're thankful for she knows what to do. So her vagina's not torn out. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, and your sister, talk about her a little bit because you guys are co-founders. So she's a nurse. Yes. And comes from a different background. Yeah. So Amy is a nurse, but she really started in personal training. So she was a Mm. personal trainer in Chicago. And then she's also a doula. Yeah. So that's fun. And she's like very, very good at the emotional side too of motherhood I'm like a like get it done girl there's no excuses so then she she comes in with a nice soft brand voice like everybody's loved and welcomed and um we're here to support you so she runs the mama Mondays for that reason Yes. Yeah. I won't be too good on that. Um, there's like messages like, oh, my husband thinks that breastfeeding is a break for me. I'm like, well, give us his IG handle. Let's blow this guy up. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, let's not take that approach. <laughs> so it's a good yin and, yin and yang. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. So you started out with expecting and empowered. I'm kind of just going to talk about what you do now. So you also came out with a birthing course. Mm-hmm. This child, and you and a C-section course, and now you're coming out with an app. Tell us about the app a little bit. Yeah, so the app's really cool. It has a pregnancy, the postpartum guide in it. It has core, you know, like when you just start feeling like, oh dang, I gotta get this midsection back in order. Some grab and go core exercises, which are also in the the guides themselves, and then what we're most excited about too is Amy and I were both collegiate runners. So this is like very near and dear to our heart, but there just ain't some people that are going to jump on the strength training board. I'm like, literally my life goal is to make everybody weight train, but some of those dang cardio people, they ain't never going to do it. Yeah. So now we have like a running portion, which I feel like is so pivotal to make sure people go back to running safely. Mm-hmm. It's so bomb. It literally tests out like Shayla's body versus Crystal's body. It gives you a score to tell you like how ready you are for running. What? And then it will give Shayla her exercises and then it will give Crystal her exercises, which are literally like 10 to 15 minutes. And like when we've done the, the, people, so the, the test, I am, my team is, I was like, there's, they've had enough of me with this running thing. Um, but then, but then it gives you all your exercises, but the running form before and after that we've done on our testers is like insane, like insane. I feel like this is going to help people get back to running so smoothly. And then it also comes with programming. So me and Amy are going to be talking you through different workouts. Like, you know, like week one, you have two different running workouts where you just kind of put an ear pod in. It shows you what to do if we're walking, running, jogging. Hmm 
sprinting or whatever. Cool. And that's all done by ratios that make sure you don't get injured, but still keep growing. So is the, does it give you your workouts based on like a questionnaire? Yes. Okay. So questionnaire and then testing. You have to go in there and you have to be able to do certain things. Like oh. if your hip strength is good, it gives you the left and the right side of your hip strength, your pelvic floor wow. strength, mobility. It gives you like how my core works together automatically. So my lat with my opposite glute, it's all test. It looks so simple from the user side though. So the user side takes like 10 minutes to do the testing and you just bang it out. And then it says, this is what's wrong with you, Shayla. It's like having a PT session too. Like, yeah, no kidding. Or running. Well, and I think I remember reading that in the postpartum guide of other countries. This is the standard. This is covered. This is like what you do after you, like, as far as PT and going to a women's health physical therapist. And like, it's not. Yeah. France, Germany, Czechoslovakia, they, they make you go to a physical therapist. So if you have no problems, like one of my German friends had no problems, they like kept hounding her to go. And then she went and then she was actually in pelvic floor for quite a bit of time. She was in there for like five months because she didn't know that she was having issues, but they just do it as preventative care. And then too, we can't like say this because it's not like obviously in literature, but those countries also don't have as many problems as we age with people like in nursing homes, peeing their pants. A lot of care when we get older is because we can't regulate our bowel and bladder. Right. Right. So think about taking care of grandma and stuff like, but that is on the preventative side. That's why I'm like obsessed with expecting an empowered PT stuff because that I'm like a preventative person to the max. What yeah. can we do to like make our bodies super efficient right now? Yeah. And then, you know, we nice age gracefully. Yeah. No, I like that. All right. We're going to take a brief break. So I can tell you about a company that I'm affiliate with. It's one of my favorite baby carriers and it's called Tush Baby. And Tush Baby is perfect for when your baby wants up, down, up, down, up, down. This thing is fantastic. It is a belt with a seat and your baby can sit facing you facing outward. She loved this thing in target, which surprised me. I used it in the morning caregivers like this grandparents, cause it alleviates some of the pressure on the hips and the back. If you're interested in checking out Tush baby, you get 15% off with code. Hey, Shayla, let's get back to the show. Um, in the app, what is it similar to the, what you have now or where it gives you like, how is it laid out? Is it video? Is it the yeah. So when you go in there, it like kind of overviews your workout. So it's like similar to what you see now where it shows you all this stuff. And then it kind of goes through and it's one exercise on the screen and it just keeps repeating the video. So you can see the video of the exercise oh, nice. playing yeah. and then you just hit like the next button every time you're done with something. So it's like oh, super easy, user-friendly. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Cause yeah. I know that with the PDF, you can click on the link and it'll bring you to the YouTube video that kind of like, yeah, it just goes. gets a little clunky doing that, but it, that still works. Yeah. Well, and I, for the most part, I'm like, okay, this is squat. I can do a squat done. But sometimes I'm like, what is this, this, and this. And then I watch the video for the one-off thing. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go back and do it. So yeah. that's cool that it shows you like a moving person. Yeah. 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 Inside the app. That's amazing. Um, the other thing that I love about you guys is all of the free information and the fun information that you share on your Instagram. It is like, like I said, how to have sex postpartum or during pregnancy or 
mom wrist, which I was like, what's that? And then I was like, oh, I have that. Okay. (laughs) Or like how to carry your toddler or C-section stuff, because I feel like C-sections, unless it's planned, usually take people by surprise because they think that they're going to have a vaginal birth medicated, unmedicated, doesn't matter, but people don't usually go into labor thinking, oh, I'm going to probably have a C-section. So then afterwards they're like, well, shit, I didn't plan for any of this. Like, I don't know what to do. And so you've got not only the free information on your Instagram, you also have courses that people can take and get, or is it a course or is it a. Right now we just have the labor and delivery course. Eventually we'll have a cesarean section course, but we have so much free stuff on C-sections. And then we also have the C-section kit Kit. that comes with like all the stuff that you need, which like people think what's really gold in there is instructions on how to get up and out of a chair, roll over in bed, like all these things that we don't think about how to do scar tissue manipulation. So maybe we won't have problems having sex with our husband or, um, you know, like infertility and future pregnancies are all things that the scar can like go down and affect or bladder irritation. So it gives you like step-by-step pieces from the user side of what to do to make sure that we're not irritating that area. Yeah. Well, and even that, like, Cause I was kind of surprised by this. Like if you have a C-section, you still have to do pelvic floor stuff. I was like, yeah, totally. why? Do you think, remember when we talked about those, that pumpkin sticker, like right. that baby was like the size of a pumpkin. Your vag didn't know that it was about, you know, like that, that wasn't the exit. Your vag still had to support that the whole pregnancy. Right. And sometimes too, people oh. like that because the baby creates stability in their pelvis. And then once baby comes out, your core is like, well, what the hell? I thought I was strong. Cause the baby was creating pressure in there to like, kind of control your abdominal area. Wild. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. But I, I, I just think it's so cool. And I mean, you guys are a powerhouse with your Instagram. There is always content on the stories and like multiple posts a day. I'm just like, this is a. Yeah, but we have a whole team too. I know, but I think when people see that from the outside, just like, you know, how everybody is on Instagram, there's people that I look at, I'm like, dang, she's doing so much more than we are. (laughs) Um, but really the, the real passion in it is just getting people information. There's right. some stories that we do on there that literally are for no other reason than making sure people have information. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what I think is so awesome. And I mean, I was wondering that I was like, does she even do anything at her clinic or does she just get, I no, do some all the time, dude, you should be, <laughs> these people be texting my phone all the time. I just had somebody text me this morning. Can you pop my rib back in? I pop my rib out at body pump. I'm like, God, I care for all these people. <laughs> My nervous system is stimulated. (laughs) My kids be crying at home. I got five different texts from patients on my phone. (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, you guys are doing a lot. No, I know you have a team and I know you do a lot. (laughs) But I love school. We we do lots of stuff here. I mean, we have other staff therapists too that help run the clinic portion of it, but I have a clinic long before we even started expecting and empowered. So this is like my first little baby. And I'm like a people person. Like I like making funny reels for people, but like, I like touching people, seeing people Yes, like in the clinic. Yeah. I feel like a true healer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting even more woo woo. The older you get, it's perfect. It, it reminds is. me of like Moana's mind body. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you also like personally do you more than just women's health or do you like, are you do all physical therapy or does it? 
Oh yeah, dude. We do all physical therapy. Cause again, like I literally don't think you can isolate and it makes me actually kind of upset. Um, I'm going to like diss my own people, but like when PTs get so isolated that they think everything originates from there, I could literally be working on somebody's pelvic floor area. And the problem could be originating from how their cervical spine is moving in their head. So it's like literally figuring out, we do males here too. So I feel like in the summer, I have this group of guy golfers that come in all the time and they always just want their prostates moved. And I'm like, I've become that clinic. The prostate though, you can get through your belly button, like above the pubic bone. So I, I ain't going in through their butthole, but we could, we I, could. I do that. do that sometimes when they have problems there too. But for those guys, we're just moving their prostate around. So they have better hip and um, thoracic mobility. And so these guys, they'll just come in here and that's like what they want to get done because it does like, you can physically see it, like we'll record their golf swing before and after. And it's like insanely different, but guys usually have been like rougher in play and sports. They also could be sedentary for a desk job. So people shouldn't have to wake up at night to pee. So too, if you're waking up at night to pee, if your husband is or whoever, uh, the prostate might be the problem that's like so tight you get that moving and then they don't have to like pee it that much at night anymore and it can be more complex than that but sometimes that can be just an easy fix in the clinic so we see all kinds of different patients wild in i know i think if you ever time i pee in the shower because one of your stories said that i shouldn't do that <laughs> yeah if you if you don't have like bladder issues it's like not a super big deal <laughs> but if you had urgency issues which is urgency is like that strong urge when you have to go you're like dude, I ain't going to make it to the bathroom. I feel like I'm going to piss myself. What I'm more concerned about than peeing in the shower (laughs) is when people do the just because peeing. So you're like, I'm about to go go to Target. I'm going to pee before I I leave. Don't do that, Shayla. I see that guilty look on your face right now. (laughs) And don't you ever do that to your daughter either. Make her do the just because. Then we stop listening to our bladder. Our bladder is an organ that has stretch receptors in it. So those stretch receptors will tell us like, knock, knock, Shayla, you're about 75% full. You're about to have to pee. Is there a bathroom near you? But what happens when you do the, just because I'm going to target peeing or just because I'm like going to go to dinner with Seth peeing, which I know never happens. But so when you do that though, your bladder starts thinking it's cool to start going when it's only 20% full or 30% full. You like messed your mind up. That's because you messed your schedule up. So this happens to like nurses and teachers. You guys never go during the day, but then you be peeing all over town. You know where every bathroom is after (laughs) school. So you're messing your bladder up. Okay. But with the kid, I'm trying to do potty training right now. And we are about to start the one an hour and every hour and a half, just setting her on the potty to see if she has to go. I don't know. Cause I'm not a potty training expert but I'd say, okay. Like, so maybe once all, she's all with trained. my kids, all I tell them all the time is listen to your body, yeah. listen to your body. I never cue them. Even sometimes when we're going to the park, I never cue them to like go to the bathroom. Like before we leave, like if we're going on long stuff, yes. Yeah. But if you start getting them in that habit, you're creating a dysfunction for them before they even got a chance to make their own decision about their bladder. I believe you that. create a bladder beast. I've definitely done that for sure. And, and during my first trimester, I watched your story and you were like, you should not be peeing in the middle of the night yet. And I was like, Oh, what? (laughs) There can be some people though, that the hormone fluctuation is so high that there is like a little bit of urgency. So there can be a smidge of time in there. No, I, I started just forcing myself to fall back asleep when I made it to the morning. 
yeah, it's, it's actually quite easy to retrain. It's so crazy how much your brain controls that. That So then all we do is contract, relax, contract, relax, and then go back to sleep. What? Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm one of those people that shouldn't be peeing in the shower. Oh, you have urgency. Well, then yeah, I probably want to do it. No, I do the just because pee all the time. And so then Seth is always like, you especially on road trips every two hours consistently. I'm like, I need to stop. He's like, Oh yeah. You have no control over bladder. The other thing that I like to do is tell people 10 to 15 Mississippi. When you pee, your stream should be 10 to 15 Mississippi is one Mississippi two Mississippi. Mm. If it's not that you prematurely ejaculated. <laughs> you prematurely <laughs> peed. <laughs> okay. I do that too. Cause sometimes I'm like, Seth, I really thought I really had to go. And it was not even that much. Oh my God. We got to get you on a bladder retraining schedule. No kidding. Jeepers. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, I feel like we covered a lot and that was honestly, I wanted to ask like the dumb pelvic floor questions of just like, what even is that? Why is that important? And I feel like we really covered that and I feel better about knowing all the things I need to do, <laughs> but it's interesting too. Cause the guides you're like doing, you're doing kegels in down dog and then leaning forward and then with a pillow under your butt and all these things. And it's like just getting it at different angles. It's wild. Yeah. That takes your pelvic contents and offloads it. So it's like, basically when you have that, all that stuff smashed on your pelvis, that's like lifting it against weight, but people can't sometimes control that. So then mm. if we dump it the other way, that's all that crap coming down the other way. So there's no weight on the pelvic floor. Then then yeah. gravity assists you. Well, and then it, the postpartum, it's like you start day one. And I was like, no way. Do you start day one? After you good if you do did. that stuff though. Well, I was scared. I was afraid to do a kegel like right after it. But then I, I was like, I just put all my faith in you guys. I'm like, all right, well, we're doing this. And it was, yeah. It worked See out what that does. If you do it day one, you can create like a muscle pump and it's not like a big contraction. It's like a, like on off, on off, on yeah. off, on off. If you do that, it drives blood into the area. So that brings new healthy cells into the area. So the swelling doesn't get crazy and out of control. The swelling is what creates pain more scar tissue, inflammation, longer recovery time. So if I'm driving new blood flow into that area, it just pulls all that stuff out. It's like actually having your garbage picked up instead of you're just letting your shit sit there. Right. One of the jobs of the pelvic floor is a sub pump. So it takes our lymphatic stuff and pulls it out. So yeah, I know. I, I really have a hard time with that. Cause a lot of physicians will tell, even if somebody shows their physician, the guide, they'll say, Oh, well, let's not start till six weeks, but actually, aren't you taking care of a baby though? So you're like literally having to activate all this stuff as it is. We're literally just re that whole first six weeks yeah. is just reconnecting your brain with these areas and controlling inflammation. That's the yeah. only thing we're doing. So I like to think of it too. And not as just like exercises. Yeah. It really is just like literally rehitting the control delete button on our brain. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it wasn't like, okay, now you're going to go run a mile and do 50 squats. It was like, lay on your back, do a couple giggles, maybe go on a five minute walk. And I was like, okay, this, this feels manageable. I, I think <laughs> I can handle this. And you feel like you're doing something for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I am such a why person. Like I need to know the why to do it. So that was really helpful for me. Like, oh my God. I feel like we got to get you. I, now I'm very interested in your bladder. You've had <laughs> my interest in your, in your bladder. So I, I feel like we need to get you on a regimented schedule. Do you pee a lot during the day? Yes. 
So do you um, just like pee because you're like at home kind of, and then you go? Yeah. Well, especially if I'm, it is like, if I'm leaving or I just don't know when I'm going to get to a bathroom next, I'm just like, I'm just going to do it now. You live in America. What are you know. talking about? <laughs> well, I usually go to a friend's house too. So it's not like they don't have a bathroom. Yeah. I know. Shayla. So what you need to do is you need to start a timer on your phone and literally you can't pee before, like, let's say you pee like every 40 minutes now. You can't pee before an hour and a half before the timer actually goes off. No matter how much water you drink either. What? Yes, I swear to God. It should be between four, two to four hours. My kids are in Catholic school. I swear to God that (laughs) two to four hours, two to four hours. All right. But less at night, obviously. Set a timer during the day, every hour to hour and a half, you cannot pee before the timer goes off. And then you're slowly going to ramp that interval up to two to four hours. Okay. And you're going to drop the just because peeing. <laughs> All right. I will do my best. No, you're going to do it. Yeah, 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 it's really yeah, not yeah, that yeah. hard to do it. Right. Because why? Otherwise, what's the consequence? What's my why? The consequence is as you age, you literally will start like my mother-in-law she's a teacher. She did exactly what you did. And then now she was holding my kids and she pissed her pants because she thought she had to go to the bathroom. And then her brain's like, Oh my God, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. And her sphincter in her there, there is not tight enough. So then she peed her pants. I've peed my pants laughing before. Yeah. And that's not, that's not normal. normal. Yeah. Or like a trampoline, (laughs) even before babies, I didn't do that. Yeah. We get well, yeah. you should find a women's health PTA. See it. We could hit a two for one. We could make funny reels on one day and we could get in there and see what's going on. <laughs> I was really offended because Amy's never let me assess her pelvic floor when she had kids. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like the best one in our area. I feel like that's kind of offensive, but she yeah. didn't want me up there. That's hilarious. That's my, I was the same way with my, well, like I didn't want to be naked in front of anybody. I was definitely that like person, even my sister. I was like, look the other way I'm changing, whatever. And then when she had her baby, I was like, boobs are a machine now. That's not even a boob. Like just whip it out, feed your baby. I was the same way. Like it's a lot changes when people see a human come out of your vagina. Yes, totally. But that's Well, you work on your bladder. Okay. I'll keep you posted. And then we'll reconvene. I'll expect to see a DM after Christmas. Mission bladder and baby. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for getting on here and chatting all these things with me. I, I feel more educated and I hope that my listeners also feel more educated. Oh, I'm also a a ambassador with the expecting empowered. So let's do the 10% offer. Hey, Shayla, let's throw that in there real quick. Any of the guides, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Holly too, by this time, by the time this comes out, it'll be the app. So, um, okay. So they, anybody who wants to find all your great, fantastic reels that you make, they can go to expecting and empowered on Instagram, but you also have a ton of blog posts on expecting and empowered as well. So sometimes I will be like, I wonder if they have anything on this and I'll just go on your website and look it up. And of course you usually do. So it's an awesome resource. Yes. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you uh, after Christmas when I give you an update on my bladder. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. 
And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.